0: Alright, what is going on ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys are having a great week, and I hope that as you kind of dive into the second part of First John, I hope you guys can get some encouragement out of it, just as much as I did, so sit back and stay tuned. So what did you get next? What's kind of the next Well, do thing? we
1: just want to kind of go verse by verse even, or do we want yeah. to kind of go verse by verse and just kind of skim through or, or is there another section that you're thinking about?
0: No, I'm, I'm just, so basically how I organized it here, I put chapter one, the verses that I got, gotcha. chapter two, the verses that I caught something out of chapter three, the verses that I caught something out of. So I didn't catch any, everything, or I didn't catch something out of every chapter. I'm just kind of going down my list. Hey, this is what I picked up on. This gotcha. is what I think of it. What do you think? You know? Yeah, absolutely. So th- we can do it that way, or we can go verse by verse. It, it doesn't bother me a bit.
1: Let me let me just read from since we just read six. Let me read seven through ten, and then we'll let's talk about okay. that. What do yeah, you think? Because there's got, a pretty good chunk in there.
0: Yeah, I got something for seven and ten. So oh, perfect. Go for it. Okay,
1: so starting in chapter one, verse seven, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So if you said you have something seven, I'll stop there. So are you going to address the fellowship with one another part?
0: Um, no, I'm actually not because I didn't take it to that deep of a level. Gotcha. I took it as something so simple as just encouragement. Mm-hmm. that's kind of what I got out of out of seven and if you want to you can speak on that because it sounds like you you may have something for
1: it. well no I just I was kind of interested to see what you thought about that because it's well, it's interesting how this section we started in talking about the fellowship with God and how that relates to us and each other and mm-hmm. not to backtrack but going up toward uh, like in verse four we are writing these things so that our or in other words your joy mm-hmm. may be complete Yeah. You know, and and so thinking about how having fellowship with God, which, you know, means we're not walking in darkness and we're not, you know, and we're practicing the truth, that that actually builds our relationship together. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, going along with the idea that, you know, if I have nothing in common with another believer other than we both have a relationship with God and we both are inhabited by the Holy Spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's enough. That is more than enough. That's enough. We're, you know, we're, you know, we think about our best friends as people we've got a ton in common with that we've done a bunch of stuff with. We're like, oh, yeah, that dude's like my brother. Yep. Well, like, literally, the sole fact you both have accepted Christ and made him more of your life and are inhabited by the Holy Spirit makes you blood brothers. Yeah. That's an awesome way to think about that.
0: Yeah. And so because that's that's true whenever we start going into looking for a friend or looking for a buddy, you know we that's the first thing we do. We make a big old checklist like, okay, they like fishing. Okay, they like collecting baseball cards. This is this is my life. Okay. Yeah. They like collecting baseball cards. They like playing video games, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you you start checking that list off. Yeah. And then whenever whenever you start seeing, okay, this person kind of they like those things, they meet I guess you could say those standards, Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, that person can, can probably be my friend. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's so true on, on saying that. And the fact that even if, you know, you and I just had a relationship with God in common, Mm -hmm. that's good enough. Well, yeah. And that's how powerful it is. It is.
1: It is. We, we have something in common with every single believer in the world right now.
0: Even if it's just one little thing. Yeah. Even if so, I guess we could dive into the fellowship part of it. Man, my nose is itching for some reason. Uh fellowship. Whenever we talk about fellowship, what what comes to mind for you? Like whenever whenever you hear the word fellowship. Yeah. There's there's probably somebody that doesn't even really have an idea of what that is, but what's like something that just comes to mind whenever you think of fellowship? The
1: very first thing that comes to mind when I think of fellowship is lunch after church. I was going like, to say food. Literally, I was going to say food. Literally, that's the first thing and uh-huh. I have to be like, no, 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 no. that's superficial. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it is, but it isn't. You know, right. we we call it fellowship because you're taking all the believers of the church and you're all, you know, there's something about sharing a meal with somebody. What yeah. you know, if you have a couple that you and your, you know, your girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever, uh uh-huh. you guys want to go visit with, what do you do? You go eat. Right. Cuz at least you can fill your mouth in between senses, you know, right? And so um, there's something that's bonding about that. Mm-hmm. The Last Supper, mm-hmm. really big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we you know we have a an event that we do you know right. to to remember that. Right. And so, um, fellowship is is important, mm-hmm. but it goes it goes deeper than just food. And yeah. it's it's that community. Mm-hmm. It's that relationship that. Yeah. Is deeper than than a friendship mm-hmm. normally could be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it's in in my mind. Whenever I think of fellowship, first thing that comes to mind is food, you know. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I go back into what we had kind of talked about the last time not not the last time, last mm-hmm. time, but the the first time that we podcasted together, I go back to the body of Christ. You know, fellowship is, in my mind whenever the whole body comes together. Obviously that's church, but but whenever the whole body comes together and everything's doing what it needs to do and then on top of it, whenever we talk about food, you guys get to to sit there and and i guess fill a desire that mm-hmm. we all have, you know, we can let's just openly admit that. We all have a hunger for food, <laughs> you know. So whenever you get to fulfill that desire, number 1, you're happier. And number two, on top of it, you get to sit there and fellowship and talk and, and have conversations mm-hmm. with those other believers, people that have at least one thing in common with you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just having a relationship with God, you know. Absolutely. They have something in common with you. For sure. And, you know, say you were to go out with some random person, some random kid that you just met at school or whatever and eat, you're not guaranteed to have something in common with them. hmm Versus this, you know, whenever you're coming to church and say you have lunch after church, you're guaranteed that that, that person has a relationship with Christ. Oh, well, take that back. You're not guaranteed because some people aren't saved. And some people come to church and they're not saved. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should have reworded that a little bit. <laughs> but, no, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there, whenever you you have a group of people come together in fellowship, as the church as as, the church as as the church exactly you all have that thing in common absolutely so that's that's kind of what comes to my mind whenever i think of fellowship is the body coming together and and just i don't know i guess doing what it's supposed to do you know
1: absolutely and i and i think that's like the general idea of it and i think i think you're right when I when I start to think about this a little bit deeper and I think about interpersonal relationships with individuals, what I start to see in this is our fellowship with God is directly related to our fellowship with others with other mm. believers. yeah so if my sin um, if my sin inhibits my relationship with God, then what this is saying is it directly affects my relationship with others too. A lot of times we, we throw this around, you know, your sin affects other people. Right. And we're like, mm, really doesn't. Nobody knows about it. Uh-huh. You know, whatever that is. Like, I sold that cookie. Like, that didn't affect anybody. You know, right. in fact, I did everybody a favor because now I ate it and I get the calories. <laughs> right. They didn't, you know. Right. But what that's saying is that separation from God through that sin affects how we love and how we treat and how we yep. fellowship with other people.
0: Yep. Exactly. I, I agree with that 100%. Because... I mean, I I really don't know any better way to to say it other than what you just said. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. When it whenever it says uh, we are living in the light as God in or sorry, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Mm-hmm. Like that, He's pointing that out as God is in the light. Whenever we're fellowshipping and and we have a relationship with God, we are in the light with mm-hmm. God. And mm-hmm. and with that, you know, we can be compassionate. We can be loving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. And I didn't even really think about it a whole lot about how much it does affect the other relationships that you have with people, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And it,
1: it, it really does.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. And I don't want to skip the last part, the, the end of it. Where it says the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Mm -hmm. Like that was the I guess a little bit, little tidbit of encouragement that I kinda caught from it. Oh yeah. Was the fact that we can rest assured as Christians that Jesus' blood cleanses us. Mm -hmm. You know. We have all of our sin. We have
1: an answer. We have a cure. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was kind of what I got out of seven. You want to finish off eight, nine, and ten? And- yeah,
1: sure. If uh, start in verse eight, there. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. And or sorry, wow, that's a different translation. That one's from memory, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that just comes out. Uh-huh. I've been I've been trying to. I'm reading a different translation than what I learned. Verse nine, in, obviously. I'll I'll read it. I'll read it verbatim now. Sorry. Uh, verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that little flub no, up there. No, that's exactly that's the one. verse Mine we remember, though. Yeah. Oh, Mine, okay. Yeah. So, what, what version are you in?
0: My, I'm in NLT. Okay. Okay. Or were you reading CSB whenever? Yes. You, yep, yes. Yep. And Mine's, so that righteousness, uh-huh. I, I
1: always. It, I always think of just, which is the same thing. Right. It's just, yeah. I, I wanted to read it.
0: Yeah. I the mean, right way. mine, I'm pretty sure it goes NLT and then CSB. Like, CSB is the newest version, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, NLT was before that, I believe. And, well, actually, no, because they had well. the. It's the, it was the Holman Christian right. Standard Bible, mm-hmm. and now
1: they dropped the a the H, and now it's just CSB. Exactly. And so they're just different translations, all from the same yep. text. It's yeah. just uh, everyone reads a little. Every one of them reads a little different. Right. So you got it. That's why I'm trying to stick to just one version, so uh, I can, you know, I can actually yeah. quote it and then it be all the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's hard those verses because that's a verse you know, which is funny, and not to not to jump too far ahead of ourselves, but. Jumping into verse nine, that's a verse that we use and we quote to lead people to Christ. But what's funny is when when I really start thinking about this, that if we're if he's reading to believers, he's saying this to a believer, so it carries over into your Christianity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. into your conversion that it still rings true. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all his righteousness. What that tells me is that I still need to confess my sins. Yeah. And he's still faithful. He's still righteous to forgive us those sins and to cleanse me mm-hmm. from their unrighteousness. But I still have to even post conversion. Right. Yeah. I still need to confess that sin. Exactly. Yeah. He'll, he'll forgive me. It's not that he, you know, it, it separates me from him eternally, but it definitely doesn't. As we continue to read, we will know for sure. It definitely affects our relationships.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like the, you hit that. Nail right on the head, and I also like the part where it says, cleanse us from all wickedness." Mm-hmm. the The fact that he Jesus had so much power to completely wipe away my sin, your sin, and everybody else's sin, at the same time, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, I think of uh, the passage in Romans where it said, "God transforms us," mm-hmm. and and that is, I mean, I know it's after Romans. I don't know where chronologically it stands. But that's, that's a, a tidbit of what it's saying whenever it says he cleanses us from all wickedness. Like mm-hmm. God transforms us. God cleanses us. It's not me. It's not you. You nope. know, it's, it's not me going out every single day and, and being able to resist temptation. It's, it's not me doing that. Mm-hmm. It's God working through me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I guess that humbleness comes in to, to be able to say, hey, you know, whenever a buddy says, man, you know, you you handled that situation really good, and and for me to sit there and say no, that that wasn't really me. I really <laughs> wanted to chew that guy out, you know, yeah, or whatever. Like it's God working through me, and I've absolutely. had so many situations like that, mm-hmm. so many different situations where you know my buddies are sitting there saying, "Oh, I would have would have ripped him a new one or or handled <laughs> it differently," right? And I'm sitting there like, I wanted to, but you know, I. It, it wasn't me really doing it mm-hmm. you know that's that's the part that I kind of picked up on in in 10 I think and and the other little message I guess I got from it that I wrote down was that all have fallen short mm-hmm. we all do mm-hmm. you know it, it talks about in the beginning about the fact that uh, we all sin and and that's I think that that's kind of the main message that he's pointing at mm-hmm. like none of us are any different than anybody else. You know, we all sin, we all fall short of God's glorious standard, and, and none of us are any more perfect or any more different. <laughs> so that's kind of what I picked up on. But
1: Absolutely, and we're going to get more into that in Chapter 3 about, uh-huh. about being inhabited by the Holy Spirit, how we're actually made new, reborn. Right. Um, but, you know, it's kind of— it, the, the verse nine is sandwiched in between two really interesting verses it who, really who kind of say the, they kind of say the same thing, but they're a little different. Mm-hmm. Verse eight says, if we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. He's That's personal. But then he takes it to another level after verse nine. And he says, if we say we have not sinned, if we still say, if, if after verse nine, we still say we have not sinned, we make God a liar yeah. and his word is not in us. He's saying, like, if you still, at the end of the day, do not get this, yeah. there is no way you got. You've, there's no way you've got the Holy Spirit. There's no way you've you've accepted Jesus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as the ultimate
0: sacrifice. Yeah, he. I just caught that, and I I get what you're saying. He first mentions the fact that we all sin, and if you say that you don't, then you're a liar. Yeah, and then he sandwiches nine in there, Mm -hmm. and he's like, "Okay, you know, here's here's a a great example, you know, of what we need to do. We need to confess our sins, and and he's faithful and just to forgive us. And then right after that, he hammers it. He's like, if you still don't believe me, you know, then 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 you're you're, not only a liar, you're calling
1: God a liar, Uh and uh, the truth's not in you know, His word's not in you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. So let's let's take it from this context in verse ten. If we say we have not sinned, we make him, God, a liar. Mm-hmm. And his word, what is his word? The Bible. What uh,
0: else? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the word. Yeah, word of life. His
1: son, <laughs> Jesus, is not in us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has no place in our hearts. Yeah.
1: Is that what your version says?
0: Yeah, mine says. Mine says if we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar, and sh- and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts.
1: Yep, yep. He's not moved in. He don't even have a little right, little cubby hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not even <laughs> yeah. a little, little peephole into your, your no. heart there. Yeah. And so that's you know, but what we'll actually end up seeing is that he's he's going through a uh, a a process. To show you, this is a self-evaluation process. Yeah, where are you at? Mm-hmm. And he's starting right here with the nitgrit grit, and it's mm-hmm. going to kind of come through and explain, and yeah. what it's actually going to end up doing toward the end of the book is actually going to give us reassurance of our salvation. Right. If you, if anybody's having a problem, uh, and everybody's gone through this from from one time to another, am I really saved? Like I want to be yeah. sure because I love God. Yeah. I want to love God more. I want to make sure that mm. I'm, I'm good. Right. 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 Um. And so I would say that anybody who's going through that should read this book. Oh yeah. Because this book will walk you from, from the beginning to the end, and by the end of it, you should be like, okay, you know, I've got some stuff to work on, but yes, I, right, I, I, I've done this. I've, I'm here. I'm, right. I'm saved.
0: And I think that you would agree with me on this too. I would, I would recommend and encourage it to be a book that somebody reads if they're struggling with that. And also on top of it, pray that God opens your heart and allows it to have a place, Absolutely, you know, because that, that's what, that, that really sticks out to me is the fact that it has no place in your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say that there's been times where I've had a hard heart, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been rock solid, no place for nothing, mm-hmm. but really that the only one that can provide that light in darkness is Jesus. I mean, he is the light to your darkness. Absolutely. So that's what I would encourage is, is for us to kind of pray, not only have a self-evaluation while you're reading, but pray that God speaks to your heart and allows his word to enter in so that you can understand it and keep it there for future reference too. Whenever Absolutely. you do go through it again and you say, well, am I really saved? You know, right. that whenever you hide that word in your heart, like the Bible says, Mm-hmm. You'll have that. You'll have that ammunition later on, whenever it, it comes back at you again.
1: Yeah, you know? I love that you bring that up. One thing we we don't do anymore is Bible drill. Mm-hmm. Bible drill was a church, like function event. It was a it was a program designed right. to help kids retain, yeah. read and retain the Bible mm-hmm. for future use. Yeah, and that's kind of why I've jumped on this bandwagon of let's read a book for thirty days because what. The expectation is that as I read it, the first few times it's just going to be like, hey, I'm just getting familiar. Mm -hmm. Then the few times after that, you're going to be like, okay, let's start to pull some stuff out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, it's kind of funny, and and we'll get into this talking about the Holy Spirit and how it helps us to learn the Bible. But um, I've been reluctant because it's so soon in the month to actually start reading a bunch of commentary because I want the raw word in there first before I start to develop an opinion or let others develop opinions in me about it. And so it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm a little ahead of my game, but at the same time, I'm, I'm pretty confident, but um, that's the whole, my, my point to that is reading and retaining the word of God is like, the best thing you could yeah, do. That's important. That's like it we we joke around in our Wednesday Bible study about our swords. Mm-hmm. But this I, I I say it for a reason cuz this it's true. I mean, you you know, we didn't read on in Ephesians, but Paul talks about the armor of God and the mm-hmm. only offensive weapon you have is your sword, the word mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. And so,
0: yeah, I think I guess a, a cute little analogy that you could say is if you're if you're not sitting there and retaining it, it's like walking into battle with your gun without any bullets. You yeah. know? Like, you've got your gun, you've got your Bible here. Yeah. But whenever you get into the situation to actually use that mm-hmm. sword, use that gun to yeah. fight that battle, mm-hmm. you don't even have any ammunition for it.
1: I, I've got another one for you. Go for it. It's like walking in and looking at yourself in a mirror. Uh huh. But you turn and you walk away and you forget what you even looked like. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Paul said that one too. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but it, you know, it's they're all really good and you know uh, analogies for you know it's good. That said, mm-hmm. read the Word of God for entertainment yeah. if you have to. Yeah, read it just to re- like. We talked about this before in one of our sessions together, but that you know you you're not always going to necessarily get something out of your reading. Agreed. Agreed. But nothing no harm has ever come from it either you've never you'll never regret doing it um if nothing else you're just getting familiar with the layout Mm -hmm. of the book you know the by the book i mean the entirety of the bible like the whole layout even Mm -hmm. so it's definitely still worth oh yeah looking into
0: yeah i agree i uh i actually and you can provide your little bit of wisdom i guess on how you kind of read i mean you have with with reading 30 days straight in one book. I mean, that's that's a pretty solid idea, honestly. I never really thought about it until you I mentioned that Wednesday night. Yeah, I but hadn't either. I kind of, whenever I read, I noticed as a young kid that I didn't really retain a whole lot whenever I was just reading it in my head. Uh-huh. So I started, actually, I found this website, and this is God's blessing, 100%. It's an app on my phone. It's called Streetlights, right? Okay and uh some people they may not be able to use it at all you know but it it is these guys who have the every every book in the bible and then they read it it's like an audible bible basically Mm -hmm. but they put beats behind it like they put a little like instrumental behind it right so there's there's beats and it's it's almost I don't want to s- compare it to a rap song by any means. Right, but right. There's there's, there's a in- flow. Yeah, there's flow. There's instrumental behind yeah. it, and and sometimes whenever you get into like Timothy or or Acts for instance, that's where I'm reading right now, where there's multiple different people talking. Uh-huh. They've got different voices oh. for each one, and it's not like annoying voices. Right, Like th- right. It's just these guys bare voice, but the one guy that's usually reading the book, he'll be like the main character. Uh-huh. And if there's somebody else that speaks, his buddy will will speak into it too, uh-huh. you know. And it's it's a really cool way for me to not only read, but I'm listening to it. Absolutely. And it 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 has helped me a lot to retain yeah. more oh, and yeah. make it more enjoyable. Because sure. I mean, sometimes you know you're just reading through the Bible and it can get a little boring in yeah. in certain books. Right. But this this app that I found it's really cool and it allows me to kind of up, sounds like a great it more resource upbeat, I guess. Yeah. You know, sounds like a great resource. Yeah. So what do you use other than like your 30 day deal?
1: So I also, what have you, I'm also, I'm also pulling from the one year Bible. Uh-huh. Um, it's that's like what it's called. It's set up to read the Bible in a year. Right. And so that's how I get my old Testament, mm-hmm. um, my old Testament in it's got the old Testament, the new Testament, uh, some Psalms and then uh, a proverb uh-huh. typically. And, uh, that's kind of my supplemental. And then kind of what's happened really last little bit is I'll have my, I'll have my old Testament reading. I'll have my, my whatever, whatever book in this case is first John this month. So I'm reading that every day and then I'll have like a subject that I, that kind of comes to mind or like a detail about maybe either the writer or the subject and I'll kind of start to look and pull from different places. Like I've been thinking lately about like men of valor, Mm -hmm. um, I about David's mighty men. And so that's been something that I've kind of just started flipping back through and start, you know, reading the story about David and, you know, how, you know, he became the anointed and before he came King though, you know, his fight with Saul and, and all that and his friendship with Jonathan and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. And so just that, for instance, and and then other parts, you know, like thinking about John, if he, if he really was Jesus's cousin and you think about the story in the in in the gospels about um James and John their mother coming and asking Jesus uh, that they get to sit on his right and left hand he's mm-hmm. like woman you don't even know what you're asking <laughs> you know and so that kind of gives makes it a little more humorous right from the standpoint, if you think it's his cousins it's like it would make sense like oh well she wasn't necessarily overstepping but at the same time it's like she didn't understand. Right. <laughs> so just things like that's kind of mm-hmm. what I've been pulling from that kind of helps supplement with my, my, my reading. But yeah,
0: that's anyway, cool. And I kind of jumped a rabbit there. I think I would encourage anybody to find what works for them. Honestly, Absolutely. You know, I'm not saying that what I do works for anybody and I'm not saying that it works for you or anybody else that may be no. listening. I'm, I'm definitely you know? going to look
1: into what you're, what you're yeah. talking about because, yeah. you know, my instinct is to say, as long as your nose is in the book, but at the same time, we've got so many resources, as long as it's raw word, right. you got to be careful with interpretation. Not that interpretation is bad, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. just somebody's perspective. Yep. Not that it's the wrong one either. Yep. There are a lot of great guys and you've got a lot of great guys who you can rely on for that, mm-hmm. but they'll both have two different. Ideas from yeah. the same place, and they might even contradict. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta, you just gotta let the Holy Spirit guide you through that. Exactly. But make sure that you're at least intaking the raw word. And what I mean by the raw word is where you're reading. Yep. You know, verse nine yourself. Yep. So that you know what it actually says, because yep. preaching's good, it's great, but you really, really you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we needed the apostles because they they were able to expand and and to kind of convey. Right. what the Lord allowed them to understand while he was here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's a little different. God's not giving us new revelation. Right. There's nothing that could be added to this Bible, and there's nothing that should be taken away. Exactly. There's a lot of great history books, but this is the Word of God. This is yep. what's been made as canon, and there's a whole big discussion of that, but this Bible is mm-hmm. is it. And mm-hmm. so he's not going to tell you something that's not in this, and, and that's not going to align with this Word. Yep. So... That's my encouragement. Yeah. Yes. Supplemental, great. Mm-hmm. But like you even reading that or listening to that, that's raw word mm-hmm. being spoken. So yeah. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. That's that's kind of, I guess, my tidbit of encouragement. Oh, I love know? it. I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to jump into two?
1: Sure. Sounds good.
0: All right. I think I hit everything on, on one, but uh, starting it off, what did you... Did you kind of pick up on anything in the beginning at all?
1: Well, I can kind of just read a little bit if you want and we can kind of go from there. Sure.
0: I didn't pick up on anything until probably 5. Yeah. So yeah.
1: there's some there's some good stuff in there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So my I'm reading in uh finishing up verse 10, starting uh in chapter 2 at verse 1. My little children, I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate Uh, With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sin and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. Um, Just kind of pause there. That's just a great reminder. You Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) it's funny how John says this. I'm writing you these things so that you may not sin. Mm hmm. So he's he's saying I'm I'm writing this to you, so you have no excuse. You yeah. can't sin, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but he knows that we are. Yeah, right. And so, but without saying it like Paul would, he he then goes on to say, but if anyone does well, I guess he does kind of, you know, this is probably the closest he's gonna get. But if if anyone does, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He himself right. is the the atoning sacrifice for mm-hmm. our sin. Mm-hmm. And not only for us, but for the world also. So that's kind of another point to say that he's talking to believers because he's yep. saying we have an advocate. We're in fellowship with the Lord. We've we've been saved, you know. Um, but that's not limited to us. It's not limited right. to Jews, it's not limited to just the Gentiles who've already mm-hmm. accepted. It's mm-hmm. for the whole world. Exactly. And so that's just it's just a good reminder. Yeah. Going into going into chapter two.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny how he words it, you know, whenever you pointed it out a little bit, but whenever he says, so you will not sin. Yeah. But then if you do <laughs> if you're this. one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> not that he's holier than now, but uh-huh. it's
1: just like, you know, he's like, but if you do, yeah, he 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 doesn't leave, he doesn't leave any room for assumption. He's like, No. You guys are not gonna sin, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like positive reinforcement. Like, you guys aren't gonna sin. Mm-hmm. You got Jesus. It's mm-hmm. all okay. Mm-hmm. But if for some weird reason, like that point zero one, yeah, that off chance you do, uh-huh. it's okay. We've got Jesus. Now jump back on the bandwagon. Let's go.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's just I don't know. It it reminds me of Jesus using parables, mm-hmm. you know, and and that helping explain, you know, that's it reminds me of that a little bit. I don't know why, but just the way he words things and the way he puts it out there, mm-hmm. it it almost, in a way. It kind of shows that he has a sense of humor, you know. Well, yeah. Like me and you were sitting here joking about it, yeah. And he may be one hundred percent serious, straight faced whenever he's saying this. I don't know, yeah. But I, I, I truly feel like he's got a little bit of humor behind it whenever he does say that.
1: For you know? sure, for sure, it it definitely does show his personality. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. definitely got a, a different personality. But what's funny is I can kind of, and I don't know as we if as you read this, did you kind of see a little bit? Kind of a personality that was like the way he talked was kind of like Jesus did, like like the way that they kind of went about stuff. Do could you see some similar? Yeah,
0: in the beginning, whenever you say children, Uh that I yeah I could see that, and and I mean I guess I guess I could say yes throughout the rest of it too, but whenever you start a passage off, whenever you start a chapter off Mm -hmm. with "My dear children," yeah, that. That's the first thing that yeah. kind of comes to mind. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
1: I was just curious. It's kind of a side note, not really pertinent to the conversation. We're right. Just kinda...
0: But that also adds to what we were saying earlier about the fact that he was close with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and when, yeah. And whenever you get close with people, stuff like that rubs off a little bit. That's true. Right? It's, you know? Yeah, it's true. So the way, the way you react to things, the mm-hmm. way you say things and do things, that stuff rubs off on people. Mm-hmm. So it— Am I saying that Jesus is rubbed off on him in the way that he's speaking? No. But what I what I am saying is is no doubt Jesus is speaking through him. Oh, you know, yeah. in, in That's everything that he's saying, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I could definitely see that about what you said. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate you staying tuned and listening into this podcast. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. And hopefully I can hear from you guys next time whenever I post part three of this First John breakdown. Thank you guys, and I'll see you next week.